Will gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Six down, drop the puck, let's go. We're at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge, making it happen on the VGK Insider Show. Darren Millard uh, loving every second of soaking in the winning atmosphere around my decision last night to throw out the positive stat and have the Vegas Golden Knights back it up. Ryan Wallace is uh, alongside me, uh, crying in his in his hands, yeah. upset that I actually won. Mm-hmm. And Chris Chapman back at the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. Uh, we're reminiscing about the victory over the Vancouver Canucks. Looking forward to what's going to happen tomorrow night in Calgary, the middle game of the three-game road trip and the tour through Western Canada. Also bringing you up to date with what else is happening around the National Hockey League with one-timers in our number two news and notes from around the National Hockey League. And we have some tickets uh, to give away to see the Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers next Tuesday in the second half of the Home and Home Series. We have two sets of tickets and we will give those away at some point during this hour. No response so far from from Arita congratulating me on staring, staring her. What do you want to say? Oh, come on. I, 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 I don't want to get. You're out on a limb, buddy. No, you just, you, you go for it. I don't want to get uh, sassy with the language. And that's where I was going to go with it. But, but, I, but I stared down uh, her desire for me to stay in the lane of. Uh, not tempting the hockey gods. And and I did just that. And the Vegas Golden Knights were able to produce that victory last night, which was one of the better starts that we've seen from this hockey club. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just scoring-wise, but they they came out crisp in that first period. And, and Vancouver had a response in the middle, and Vancouver definitely had a push in the end. But uh, when, when you look at the ability by the Vegas Golden Knights, they've won... But nine of the last eleven uh, on on the on the road, and they they are just making have my scoring first, and they were full marks for that win last night. They were good. I thought the start of the game was fantastic. I, I loved how the Golden Knights played over the first twenty minutes of the game. I love. Uh, I said this in hour number one. I loved late push playoff mode. Phil Kessel, like it, I love the the compete the battle that he's got on a night-to-night basis right now understanding what's around the corner um and yeah i I loved every minute of the 20 minutes that the golden knights opened that game with i thought they were fantastic who's the golden knights best line last night um i i mean i liked a lot of what uh carlson smith and and dorafia did i liked a lot of what bluger amadio and and howden did i think from a consistency standpoint that was probably the most consistent line that's the one the coach liked over the course of 60 minutes and i don't know that again phil castle makes a big play early on in the game and i thought jack eichel ivan barbashev and and jonathan marshall were around it a lot that first period if not for thatcher demko it would have been way worse than just two nothing well the the eichel line in the first period was electric yeah and Barbashev was a big part of, of what they were doing in that first period. And, and Marcheseau was, was all over the puck. But uh, 
wall to wall. But the coach was really uh, talking positive, positively about the, the Teddy Bluer unit. And it, it, it kind of shows in those moments of the game where it kind of where momentum went away from Vegas. That it was that line that that Bruce Cassidy went to to try to stem momentum back in the tide of the Golden Knights. And I, I think that they played a lot in the offensive zone. They were on the right side of the puck more often than not, making simple plays. And I thought Teddy Bluger was fantastic last night. Uh, Bluger was really noticeable uh, throughout the, the hockey game. Uh, the Phil Kessel, uh, I don't know whether you want to call it uh, coming out of a shell uh, as a Vegas Golden Knight, uh, finally feeling comfortable, uh, finding his game, or or whether you just want to call it uh, uh, finding his form and, 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 and being in a spot where where he's able to deliver, but uh, or maybe might just be time, like right, like where where the the law of averages mm-hmm. catches up to you and you start going to be a, a lot more productive. But uh, he has been really good for a while now yeah where i've noticed jump in 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 phil kessel and being involved and he's still not getting a ton of minutes uh but he's noticeable in the minutes that that he's getting and uh the the ability to finish lately is is probably what's what's made the difference in him i I would agree with that i i mean you got to bury your chances when you get them And, and right now phil kessel He's going to the net hard. He's, he's finding ways to put the puck in the back of the net, be impactful for Vegas. And, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is either. I, I don't know if it's just a, a comfortability factor that he's reached right now on this Golden Knights team or the idea for the first time in a couple of years of getting to go and play in the playoffs. Like, that's around the corner for him. Mm-hmm. And we know how much Phil Kessel enjoys playing in the playoffs. So I, I don't know if it's a ramping up of his game getting himself to where he needs to be or just enjoying the fact that he's playing on a winning hockey team. I, I don't know, but I want more of what Phil Kessel's yeah. doing night, I, night in, night out. I'll, I'll admit I was not one of those people that was ever worried about Phil Kessel's game, uh, even when he, he wasn't producing goals. And, and remember, I'm, I'm the one that's on record saying that he was going to score 20 goals this year. Yeah. And it's going to require a bit of a push here. Are you going to uh, hashtag down, win down, that one? Down the, the stretch to, to get to 20 goals. Now, looks like he's going to get into the vicinity, but it'll still take a, a heck of a finish in the final 11 games uh, to, get, to get to that 20-goal mark. But even when, when it wasn't going his way and you weren't seeing points produced or goals uh, racked up, it never bothered me because a player like Phil Kessel will find ways at the, the salary that he's earning this year with the resume that Phil Kessel has produced. He, he will chip in in a couple of big moments. Is he going to lead your team uh, in, in goals? Is he going to be a top five point producer for your club? No, those days have gone uh, by uh, father time, but in a stretch drive, can he contribute a, a, a big goal or two? In a Stanley Cup playoff run that we hope will go deep, is Phil Kessel going to have a couple of magical moments on that run because of who he is and the, the, the instincts that he has? Absolutely. And this, this last stretch that we've seen is a good indication of he can raise the level of his game uh, for certain periods uh, of time. Uh, he, he's an athlete that's been around so long, 
has, has won. And quite honestly, he loves the game. Mm-hmm. He does. Uh, uh, but I, I think there's a boredom factor of just regular season action. He needs a little bit of a prod of uh, the intensity of a playoff race mm-hmm. or the Stanley Cup uh, postseason. And that's what I was looking forward to seeing from him. And I think we've, we've got a bit of a glimpse uh, of what the potential is from, from Phil Kessel. He, again, I'm not saying it's going to be your, in your top five of, of playoff scoring or regular season scoring. But if there's a big moment I, or a big game, mm-hmm. I think he can be instrumental in something like that. I mean, you know, he, right now he's sitting ninth overall in points for the Vegas Golden Knights. I yeah. think that's what you're that's what you're hoping for. That's what you're looking for from Phil in a playoff run. Like you're not counting on five goals in seven games, but what you are counting on is a player rising to the occasion in a key moment. And we've seen Phil do that throughout his entire career in the playoffs. You don't need him to necessarily single-handedly win you a series, but you do look toward the the impact that he can have on a night-to-night basis when he's really going. I'm going to say something that you're going to have to listen to carefully, okay? Because it's going to it's going to sound goofy <laughs> or muddled. Phil Kessel is. Phil Kessel's not going to win you a series. All right? Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. But you can win a series because of Phil Kessel. That, those two things sound like they're the same thing. Yeah. But they're not. Sure. Phil's not going to go out and win you a series by just throwing up eight goals in six games and taking down the opposition like somebody such as uh, Nathan McKinnon would, would, would do. Or a Connor McDavid yeah, or an Austin like Matthews. Well, but you mind. can win a series because of Phil Castle scoring a key goal in game three yeah. and a big goal in game five. Sure. He's got that ability. And that's the, the best way that I can describe Phil Kessel in a Stanley Cup playoff run. Just like he did last night. You, you, Phil Kessel didn't win you that game, but in a lot of areas, the metrics, you won that game because of Phil Kessel. Yeah, I think that's perfectly worded. Well done. Thank you. You're winning. I'm having a day. I'm hashtag, having a day. Hashtag winning. I'll be telling you, and, and it's the stretch drive, and that's what I do. I yeah. raise the level of my game. Game 42. You guys can have it. Fill your boots. Have all the airtime. But game 71, mm. it's Mallard time. Okay. Mallard man. What? But, hey, I'll bring in the T-shirt. I'll wear the T-shirt. <laughs> is, okay. that, is that your, like, alter ego? Mallard no, but, man? Uh, I've got a T-shirt that says that. Mallard man? Yeah. Does yeah. it really? Darren, big, your big point duck. is well taken. You're Thank you. are the greatest you. ever. Where was that? <laughs> Where, like... Where was that when we came back from break? Oh, it's my favorite drop ever. I've had that saved. Waiting waiting to use it. Play it again. Darren, your point is well taken. You're the greatest ever. I love the sarcasm just oozing off. I should make make that my ringtone. You should. (laughs) You should. 
I think I might just do the. Can you send me that? No, uh, no, that no, audio no, no, file? no, 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 no. That's going to cost you a cameo. Like you're going to have to pay me in order to use that. Oh, it's my voice. Oh, oh, come on. I'm not using it for commercial. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm use. I'm monetizing that drop. Yeah, right there's there. there's royalties See? at stake yeah. here. Now Ro- royalties if you're going to use it as now you're starting to learn from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, this is good, Darren. Your point is well taken. You're the greatest. See, the 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 little cub is starting to learn from Papa Bear now. Yeah, I'm on not how too worried about poking the bear. On Pop. how to get stuff done. Papa Bear is for right. yourself. See now, I I wish and monetarily. Yep. I, I really wish you would make that as your ringtone, and then you're in a meeting with Kelly, oh. and someone calls you, and that goes off. <laughs> The the Crim Reaper would carve you up again. That that would oh. be funny, but let's just take a step back here, all right? You don't have meetings with Kelly. How many times do you think Kelly and I would be in the same meeting? Well, it doesn't have to necessarily be a work related thing. Like maybe it's a it's a fantasy football thing. I don't think how, the, I don't think they draft in the same building. How how well, many that's times understandable. do you think do you think Kelly says I need to pick your brain a little bit? <laughs> I'm going to go with zero. Yeah. I'm going to go with less than that. I'm going to go with your win percentage before I'm you got gonna, it right yesterday. I'm going to go with less than that. And, and Kelly and I are friends. Congratulations, I Darren. Don't think, You've now I, reached the Mendoza line. I don't think that that's, uh, that's on the horizon any anytime <laughs> Mallard soon. Mallard man. See, oh, no, I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe Shane would be good because he'd probably laugh Shane, at you. Shane would be outstanding. I've, I'm, I'm in meetings with Shane, so that's, uh, that, that would oh, be. Oh, he, he, he would take you to the cleaners. Uh, they, beat, they beat Thatcher Demko. They beat the Vancouver Canucks with mm-hmm. JT Miller going. Uh, they beat uh, a Canucks team that uh, got the uh, paint stripped off them at the at the intermission, the first intermission. I don't know whether you saw any of the uh, quotes, but uh, it, it was not pretty hmm. uh, between the first and the second period uh, for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, and Vegas found a way to, to win that hockey game. It's, it's really interesting to see a team that uh, on one side is un- unbeatable. Just racking up points mm-hmm. at a staggering pace since the All Star game, but outside of the Columbus game, there's there's not many laughers out there or enjoyable wins. And by enjoyable win, I say uh, where by the middle of the second period, you're pretty comfortable. You know which direction this is going, and there's no anxiety down the stretch uh, and push. Uh, the the ability to win one goal games is an underlying part of this hockey club that makes the difference between being in first place right now mm-hmm. and challenging just to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. I yeah, I agree with you. I think for the Golden Knights they're they're battle tested and battle hardy. Like they've had a lot of difficult games that they've had to find ways to close out and even if they've lost leads in certain situations, they've found enough in the tank to, to find a victory out of it. So I, I think the fact that the road hasn't necessarily been easy, yet the Golden Knights are continuing to find ways to win, is an important aspect going into the playoffs because you're going to need that medal in order to win playoff well, series. You just I, are. I think it also shows the difference in, in what a healthy hockey club can do. 
a year ago, they clawed and they scrapped, but they were decimated, and they couldn't win those games. Sure. They, yeah. they, they could not win that game last night a year ago Yeah, I, I think in that right. situation. I think you're right. But they're, they're healthy. They're getting healthier with Nick Waugh and, and Keegan Colasar being on the road with him and the, the two goaltenders also being with the team along with Jonathan Quick. Uh, and the, the, the hopes that if they go on any type of extended run in the playoffs that, that, that Mark Stone might be back. But that second wave after the All-Star game last year, took them out of a position where they could find a way to to win the game but also control that game last night. That, it was another game where it was close, but they never trailed. They didn't trail. I, I, I thought the Vancouver Canucks had a hell of a push. I, I thought that they really, really showed me something. Not that they were trying to prove anything to me, but I loved the, I loved Let's the way. Let's do it. To shove it in Ryan's face. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought that Vancouver was fantastic over the final 40 minutes of that game. Um, but, you know, there's there's something to be said about health. Even though you look at this team right now, without Mark Stone, without Nick Waugh, without Will Carrier, without Keegan Colasar, they're, they're not... I don't know that they're necessarily healthier. They're just... Oh, no, they're healthier. They're just finding ways with players inserted into the lineup. And... We can't really forget about what happened at the trade deadline in Ivan Barbashev, in Teddy Bluger. The fact that you go out and get Jonathan Quick, now he's 5-1. and one. Like, learning from kind of where things, where things went away from you last year and fortifying that depth for this stretch run, I, I think is, is something that needs to be talked about more. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely out there. I, I know that they've, they've got a full line uh, out right now in, in Walk. Colasar and Carrier and, and Mark Stone, but their blue line's intact, and they, they do have a healthy superstar in, in Jack Eichel, whereas this time last year he had a broken thumb uh, and, and was battling through that, and they had all kinds of uh, absences, and they were, quite frankly, worn down uh, from, from, from the first half. So uh, I think, uh, I think that the margin for error is really small, mm-hmm. but having what they have in good health and getting better uh, is, is proving that. Uh, and and bringing in a Hall of Famer to play goal for you to bridge the gap yeah. was, was was not bad either. Like The, the, the impact of Dorofiev, he's been an, uh, up since the trade deadline. Yeah. Teddy Bluger scores last night. Mm-hmm. Ivan Barbashev has been great on that top line and was uh, – all world in the first period last night and then jonathan quick like the the additions to this team since the trade deadline have all paid off they've hit on all of them yeah and maybe the most important has been quick because he's got a shutout in there he's got one goal wins in there mm-hmm. and he's got road victories uh in there He's, he's five and one, mm-hmm. and four of his wins are on the road. Yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Quick's been fantastic. Now he's got 10 of 12 points. So do your points percentage on that, uh, what he's raking in per start uh, for, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And where are you if you don't have that? If it's – we saw Michael Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a different level of goaltender from Jonathan Quick. If they don't make that trade – and they have to go with Hutchinson 
and Patera for those games, mm-hmm. what the difference is. So it, we don't know who's going to be the starting goaltender in the playoffs yet, but getting you to the playoffs might be on, on Jonathan Quick's back right now. And I heard you guys talking about the uh, reaching of the milestone sole possession of number two all yeah. time among American-born goaltenders. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if Quick wants to come back, I think there's a good chance that he can catch Ryan Miller. It'll, sure. still, it'll still be a challenge to, to get there. I agree. But, but uh, with playing time and, and finding that level again uh, uh, that the, and continuing what he's doing now instead of being the first half uh, of this season. But one thing uh, I do want to point out is the guy's just behind him and uh, Chapman do you have the list uh, of American born goaltenders or the the, the the top five top ten uh, that you have the, the incredible names and careers that Jonathan Quick has passed with his with these his own ability to win regular season games and then throw the Stanley Cups and the Conn Smythe Trophy uh, on top of that it's it's staggering the, the amount of incredible, big-name, highly influential goaltenders that Jonathan Quick has passed. Yes, I, I, I have the list. Um, this guy, number 10, I didn't even know he was American. Guy Bear. Yep, Guy Bear played for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Frank Brimsek. Yeah, uh, way, a long time ago. Yeah, that, ni- born okay. in 1915. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jimmy Howard. Yep. Chico Resch. Chico Resch is not American, by the way. He's from Moose Jaw. Uh, Why is he listed as American? I don't know. I don't know. But but I, I, the reason I, I know I know this because uh, Elliot and I went over this and we're like Chico Resch. He's Moose Jaw. You know, like, it was I, funny when the Devils were here. He was actually asking me for scouting report on on the on the Golden Knights. Well, uh, oh, wow. Chico and I uh, have have talked on numerous occasions. Uh, the most recently uh, when. Uh, uh, the passing of one of his former teammates, and and he was telling me stories about Moose Jaw and 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 Clark Gillies, and and going uh, all the stories. And then I I was reading this list that you're running down the other day, and Elliot and I were going through. It. I'm like, he's from Moose Jaw, <laughs> Saskatchewan. I don't know why he's on that list. Yeah. He might be an American citizen, but he's he wasn't an American-born goaltender. He, he's a cool guy. I I like him a yeah, lot. I love, uh, love Chico. We'll take it. All right. All right. Mike Richter, who I, I would have thought would have been higher on the list. Retired early because of concussion issues. But there, there you go. We're getting into this legendary status yep. of, of, of the list right yep. now. So Connor uh, Hellebuck is Jonathan. ninth. I'm, I'm sorry. I had the wrong column up. So Hellebuck is ninth. Okay. He'll, he'll, get, uh, he'll get a few. Yeah. So what, what, Top what? five, Craig Anderson. Okay. Yep. Tom, Tom Barrasso, who I like a lot because of the assists. Went right to high school, uh, won Stanley Cups with Pittsburgh, uh, broke in with Buffalo. Do you and think then, he should be a Hall of Famer? Tom Barrasso? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I would. Uh, how many wins does he have? He has 369 wins. Yeah. yeah it absolutely. bugs me that he's not in the Hall of Fame. I'm surprised that he's not. I think Andy Moak should be in the Hall of Fame, too. I think there's a few guys that, uh, that deserve that status. Uh, yeah, I absolutely would vote for Tom Barrasso to be in the Hall of Fame. You know why Tom Barrasso is not in the Hall of Fame? Why? Uh, I'll... I'll not good with the media. I'll put this as bluntly as possible. Uh, yeah, he was he was a jerk to the media. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, he, he was he was a jerk to the media nice. and the media and the, that panel votes and and people are vindictive when they've had somebody chew their uh, ear off uh, in a negative fashion. All right. Jim, so Jim Rice dealt with that a lot too in Boston. All right. Let's go All right. Uh, number four. Uh, Brasso is number four. Okay. So number three is the guy that quick just passed, John Van Beesbrook. Okay. There you go. So there. John Van Beesbrick, legend, uh, along with Mike Richter. Uh, John Van Beesbrick uh, racked up the wins. So, so you've, got, you've got these great careers, these great, uh, like Mike Richter Award, uh, it goes to the best goaltender in, in NCAA hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Stanley Cup champion. Like th- these guys are unbelievable. And Jonathan Quick is second all time uh, on that list. So I just, it's, it, it could be something that, that you just gloss over and go, that's nice. But I, I think um, more, more than any other position uh, that I credit uh, the U.S.-born factor, mm-hmm. uh, I put it at the, at the top of the list. More than uh, top U.S.-born skater or forward or, or most points by a U.S.-born defenseman, uh, wins by a U.S. goaltender, I, I hold uh, the highest. Yeah, I... Um I'm pretty happy and stoked and glad that I got to see it because, as everybody knows, I like Jonathan Quick. And he made me a winner, didn't he? He absolutely. So what do you think happens tomorrow night in Calgary? Mm -hmm. Tell me now before we see the morning skate tomorrow and hear from Bruce Cassidy. As far as who goes? Yeah. Jonathan Quick. I think so. I is that who you would start or I, who you think will start? I, okay, I would start Jonathan Quick. Who I think will start is Logan Thompson. Hmm. I, I, I think I'm at, a, I'm at a point right now where I, I just, Jonathan Quick was fantastic last night. I thought he was really good. I want to win. I know exactly what I'm getting when I, when I put him out there against the Flames. I would go Jonathan Quick, but I think that this is an opportunity Logan Thompson's healthy. He's available. Get him right in there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's really, after what we've witnessed from Jonathan Quick, I think it's a 50-50 toss-up. Yeah. And we know that they've gone away from the plan a couple of times. Uh, we know that there's a, a pseudo plan in place uh, pending health and, and availability, what they want to do with the three goaltenders down the stretch. Uh, I think the plan was to well, I know the plan was to get somebody else in on this road trip. Yeah. That Jonathan Quick wasn't expected to play all three games. Does that change? Three games in a week is is a lot. Mm-hmm. Three games in a week on the road is a lot. But you do have games in between or days in between each game. Uh, I could see him playing all three games. Uh, I I would have thought that he would go one and three coming into it by playing Vancouver and playing Edmonton. Mm-hmm. But now I, I'm, I'm wondering whether or not they go with Quick in two straight games. Yeah. I don't know whether it would be Logan or Laurent Brassois, uh t- tomorrow night against the, the Calgary Flames, but, uh, but I could see them rolling back uh, with, with Jonathan Quick and trying to fire up uh, another couple of points and, and keep it going in the right direction. That's my line of thinking going into it. That's what I would do, but I don't know. I think it's kind of a, a toss-up at the moment. I, 
maybe shading a little bit toward Logan Thompson getting the start. And and the the chip on the shoulder comment, I, I was a little bit intrigued uh, by from Chapman earlier. How so? Look at me. Well, Chapman, why would Logan Thompson have a chip on his shoulder? Well, I think because he's been doubted his entire career, and this is just another instance where... Who's if, doubting him? Well, I, I think he, he's been doubted by, by some media, right? Like, oh, maybe he's not good enough to lead this team to the playoffs. Maybe some fans. I mean, even going back to, to his road getting to the NHL, there had to be scouts that didn't think he was good enough to get here. Yeah, but I, I thought he'd, he'd done a good job of, uh, of brushing a lot of that aside by well, that, that's the good All-Star though, but, game. But, and, I, but I don't, I don't understand why he would have an, a chip on his shoulder coming back from injury. Well, because I think he's going to be motivated. I think he's going to want to prove that he's still the number one goalie. Well, uh, you have to you have to play your way back into that. He shouldn't have a chip on his shoulder if he's confident that he can do that. I don't think anybody said that he's not a good goaltender or he can't lead this team. Uh, he just has to go out and, and do what he did before uh, in, in that regard. But I was just, I was, that, that perked my ears when I was uh, sitting at the red light for 25 minutes across the street <laughs> waiting That's, to turn that out. That light is awful, too, by the winning, way. Isn't it? Do you, you yeah. know the exact light that I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah, the one between the MGM and the Oyo? Yes. Yes, it's awful. I thought it was broken. You don't. You don't. No, I did. I, I thought it was a broken switch on the red turning light. See, you now don't drive down Tropicana to get here. The, well, the, I was coming from the the south. That's why the I had trick to. is doesn't, doesn't matter. Go in the back way. Yep. Cobal. Yep. I, behind and then. How long have you lived here now? But I was coming. I've never come from the other direction. Oh. Do, do you have a phone? I'll give you. Uh, I'll do, give you a pass. Okay, hold on, hold on. You have a phone, right? Yeah. You have. I assume GPS, like a, I do, and okay. I was using the map. Take the back streets. They, they show you different types of roads. Oh no, I'm not very good at that. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, because if no, you're driving, no. you, have to, you have to you have to you are you have to finagle right with the phone. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, with Darren no, no. on this I one. I need I need I need to be told. Ashley, turn left after these lights. They turn will. Left. It'll tell you that. Yeah. No, you just no, take was, an alternate route. No, no, I'm 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 not into the ALT stuff. I, I give you a pass because it's Thank the first you, time you've done it. Stop it, Chapman! Don't do that. I'm just look. I got to play devil's advocate a little bit here too. In what way? I well, didn't expect a 20-minute red light. You Let's don't just say that. go down Tropicana. Well, now now it's he not knows. Go, go in the back way. Koval. Koval. We should give tickets okay, away. I'm good. We Let's should. Get, let's do that. Uh, caller number 15. 702-876-1340. Caller number 15. We will send you to see the Edmonton Oilers face the Vegas Golden Knights in the back half of a home-and-home home series next Tuesday. Uh, call right now and uh, talk to Chris Chapman and say that he's a great guy because he, uh, he supports me. And we'll come back with one-timers, dunes and notes from around the National Hockey League on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. All right, before we get into this, that's twice now. One while I was listening at the 15-minute red light out front, and two seconds ago. Why are you cutting Doug off during a sports update? I have no control over that. I don't think so. What I, do you have against Doug? I, Doug's doing the sports update, and you're cutting him off. I don't push the buttons on that. It just rolls, man. <laughs> I think he cut himself off because he's uh, only got 15 seconds. So, yeah, I, I have zero, zero control over that. So now you're saying it's... 
Doug's fault? Isn't Doug our boss? I said he may have cut himself off. That's a brave, brave accusation. I'll say it again. Right he there. may. I, I he, like the. I like the uncertainty of. Isn't he our boss? He is, isn't he? Like one of our bosses. <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I see him all the time. Firm handle on it. Yeah. Yeah, you've well, got things know. under control. Who me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a space <laughs> cadet today. Do I? Do I? Do I really acknowledge anybody as my boss? I don't think so. No, no, no. no. I'm my own person. Oh, uh, boy. NHLPA poll is out. The players poll. Mm-hmm. Do you guys see any of this? Bits and pieces. If you need one game, this is voted on by the players. Yeah. If you need one game, who's the goalie you would want in your team? No. Oh. I don't it's think there's any like doubt. Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, totally. More than 50% of the vote. Does that surprise you? Well, I didn't know there was so... I know every team has two goalies. Yeah. But there has to be more than two goalies per team voting in this for him to only get 52% of the vote. Oh, you're surprised that it's only 50 Yes. Yeah. No, that's fair. What, who's, who's the runner-up? Igor Shesterkin. I like Bezzin that too. Trophy winner, reigning Bezzin yeah, yeah, Trophy yeah. winner. He's at five percent. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's surprising. So that blows me away. In a must-win game, which forward do you think would be most impactful? Ooh. It's Connor McDavid. Yeah. But he had a higher percentage of the vote than Andre Vasilevsky. Well, I think that there's a case to be made that Connor McDavid is so much better than the next best forward. He was 60%. He is so much better than the next best forward, the next most impactful forward. Like, we know how good Nathan McKinnon is. We know how good Austin Matthews is. We know how good some of those elite players in the league can be. But Connor McDavid is just infinitely better than all of them. And I think that the margin between Andre Vasilevsky and, say, and Igor Shesterkin right now maybe isn't as as wide as we expect it to be in our head. And rightly or wrongly, I I still would take Vasilevsky all day long, but... I disagree with those vote totals. I think Vasilevsky should be higher than Connor McDavid, but... I think the margin between Vasilevsky and the rest of the field is smaller than it is McDavid and everybody else. Let me continue my issue with this poll. Who's the top defenseman in the game? That's Kale McCarr. All right. He had a larger percentage of the vote than Vasilevsky in goaltending and McDavid in forwards. I I don't disagree with that. I think Kale McCarr is the best defenseman in the game. Oh, yeah, but not by a 63% vote share for Kale McCarr over the next best guy in in Victor Hedman. That should be closer. I don't don't agree. Never mind. Adam Fox at 2%. Eric Carlson at 3%. We just talked about the guy for Vancouver. Yeah. I I don't don't think he deserves to be up there. Uh, But a lot of assists. Good on him. Uh, Other votes. uh, I I consider Vasilevsky a slam dunk as the goaltender that I would want to play. He has over 50% of the votes. And not not throwing any disrespect towards Connor or uh, Kale. Uh, I, I would take goaltending and then everybody else uh, after that. Who's the best stick handler in the game? Patrick Kane. Yeah, I agree with that. He's uh, he's just a, a magician. A best passer in the game. Ooh. Mitch Marner. Nope. No. 
Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, does not get the credit yeah. among hockey fans for being such a great disher. He is he's beautiful. Uh, Patrick Kane, <laughs> Nikita Kucherov. I think a Kucherov more is a shooter, uh, but I know that he can he can pass the puck. Then Panarin and Connor McDavid. So Jeez. two Oilers in, in there. I mean, you could put those two Oilers in every category, really. Except for this one. Oh. Most complete player. <laughs> Sid the Kid, baby. Yeah. Again, fourth straight year, I think, he was voted the uh, the most complete player. Patrice Bergeron next. Yeah. So two old guys. Well. Two old guys. One of which we didn't know whether he was going to come back and play. Yeah, yeah. And Bergeron. Crosby, another point-per-game season. But this was really close. This was 30% to 18% uh, for Bergeron and then 17% for Sasha Barkov. And then McDavid was fourth. McDavid's fourth among his peers for most complete player. That not surprise you? That stands out. If you're going to be so much better than everybody else over here... He's he's the most impactful offensive player in the game, and it's not even close. He has a thirty-point lead in in the in the points race. I thought he would be top two. He's not a complete player in the in the sense that you can put him out there and and in a shutdown role and win those types of shifts. He's just going to take the game over completely, and you've got to worry about game planning for him. Which player, Patrice Berger? Which player do you least enjoy playing against? But would like to have on your team, Brad Marchand, Matthew Kachuk, Victor Hedman is five, <laughs> Matthew Kachuk is four, Tom Wilson oh, is three. That's a good one. Number two, Connor McDavid. <laughs> that's pretty good. Add a boy, Connor. That's really good. Ruffle the feathers. Well, no, it's it's like. He just I, scores a ton of goals yeah, on you, right? No, I get it. But I like the fact that he squeaked in there with all these other agitators. And all, then Brad Marchand. All the pests. Yes. Uh, Nailed that one. Number one. Uh, let me see. Uh, what else? Uh, place that you would uh, like to have a day off in. Vegas. 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 Yeah. Not not a big surprise there, right? No. No. Miami uh, would be another one. Although, technically, they don't play in Miami. But still, I, I like that. Oh, I would uh, I would agree with that because we were in uh, Fort Lauderdale. We had a day off on that uh, last road trip to start the uh, road trip, and it was spectacular. Like I owned the beach. It was spring break yeah, with your, and bucket, your hat. bucket hat. It was spring break, and everybody's like, I rode down the elevator the one day, and I was with two young guys, and they were the biggest thing on their minds that day was whether they were going to get the tattoo on their ribs or on their back. Did you? That was the big question <laughs> of the day. And then we all walked over the beach together and just owned it. Like, the only thing I was did, did you recommend the ribs because uh, no. it would hurt no, less? That would, that, would, uh, that would no ribs would hurt more. I know. Yeah. The only I'm thing not. better would be Darren coming down the elevator with Chapman. like his 1980s Chapman. aviator sunglasses and the How? big glob of of sunscreen on his yeah, nose. Oh, nose. Yeah, I've got I, my aviators. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Budnick over here. I love my <laughs> aviators. I was looking for the zinc. That was part of our stick, but we couldn't find any. Looking like uh, like to, uh, to Revenge of the Nerds coming down the elevator. Oh, salute your shorts. Knee, knee high blue doing? socks with the sandals. No, I had my suit on. I didn't need knee high socks. That's even worse. It was a good suit too. I like that uh, that window pane suit. Uh, which NHL arena has the best ice? Oh, uh, 
I have no idea. I'm going to say Edmonton. Edmonton's in there, number two. Ooh, good guess. I'll say know. Toronto. Nope. Montreal. Oh. So the top top three are all Canadian. Montreal, Edmonton, Winnipeg. No jokes there. Uh, then it's uh, St. Paul, the XL Energy Center. And number five? Vegas. Buddy's over at uh, T-Mobile. Oh, wow. Nice. So Richie, uh, Chicago, the guys that drive the Zam over there, they're always honking at us when we're doing the radio show. Yeah. They're always uh, out there getting the ice uh, crystal perfect. Crystal perfect. You. Crystal perfect. It's awesome. Uh, those are your one-timers for this uh, whatever day it is, Wednesday. Uh, we've got more tickets to give away. Uh, one more set to caller number five. I like that number. 702-876-1340. Call right now, and we'll give you a couple of tickets. Catching up with Chapman's next on Fox Sport Las Vegas from Oil Hotel and Casino. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Hi, Darren. So interesting evening last night in the Chapman household. Obviously, World Baseball Classic Championship game. Does anyone who listens to the show knows my wife is Japanese? Obviously, I'm American. So led to some interesting baseball watching last night. Of course, Japan wins the World Baseball Classic. So my wife, very, very happy about that. Me, not so much. But I'm happy that she was happy. And it led to a nice evening because we finished it up by watching the Golden Knights take care of the Vancouver Canucks. So certainly not a uh, terrible evening, but it started out a little interesting. And we celebrated... Well, she celebrated by making Japanese curry for dinner, but I had an American beer. So I think I think I ended up winning because I got good food and I got an anchor steam out of it. So no complaints on my end. No, I won. No. No, no, no. We're, we're past that. I won. Yeah. Well, we're done talking. You winning was so one hour ago. I it was so three segments ago. You guys, you can't deny it. A broken clock. What do they say, Darren? Is right three times an hour. It's right more times than you. <laughs> oh, man, this guy. Uh, play that sounder again about Ryan saying how great I am. Oh, I, I turned off the thing. We only got 10 seconds, so. You mailed it in for the last segment. I did. You turned everything off, and you got busted. Yep. Because you, oh, so once again, I'm the only professional here. <laughs> 